Alright, good morning everybody. Welcome to Door of Hope. It's so great to have you here in the room or if you're joining us online, it's great to have you here as well. If you don't know me, my name is Ben and I have a privilege of being a part of the team here at Door of Hope. Um, but I also this morning have the privilege of wrapping up this series that we've been journeying through the last uh, several weeks called Supernatural. And throughout this series we've been looking at some of the things that um, perhaps... Uh, the things about Christianity, the things that the Bible teaches and shares, um, that perhaps from the outside look a little strange, from the inside perhaps can be a little controversial at times. Um, but you know what? I think just because we don't understand things all the time, just because we don't necessarily agree on things all the time or, or even have the same perspective on things all the time, doesn't mean we should avoid these things. And uh, um, we are um, talking in this series about these things because they're incredibly valuable. Uh, They're incredibly important when it comes to learning how to be more like Jesus. And that's ultimately what we want to do, is we want to become more like Jesus. And so uh, that's what we're doing in this Supernatural series, and we're wrapping up. And as we were planning the series, we thought, what better way to finish the series than to talk about the the highly practical, highly applicable topic of spiritual gifts. We thought, let's bring this whole series home. Let's uh, let's bring it to where the rubber really hits the road, where it really matters for the majority of us, and and let's talk about spiritual gifts. And so we're going to have a conversation, um, actually, literally, a conversation on stage here with a few of our Door of Hope people about spiritual gifts and about how it plays out in their lives. Um, And hopefully we're going to be inspired, we're going to be encouraged to seek out what our own spiritual gifts are and opportunities that we can contribute with those. But before we do, before we talk about that, I wanted to, you know, I realise that there are different perspectives in the room or online, there's a different level of understanding of what spiritual gifts are and what, um, what we're even talking about. Some people here may not have a clue about what we're talking about. Other people know probably far more than I do about this topic. And so what I thought we should do before we have this conversation is just lay a very basic foundation for us all, that we're all on the same page and we know what we're talking about. Is that all right? Cool. All right, good. <laughs> well, here's the thing. All right. We believe that when we invite Jesus to come into our lives, when we, when we invite him to take control of our lives and we hand our lives over to him because of what he's done for us and, and we say, yes, Lord, we believe in what you've done for us and we accept you into our lives, what happens is the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us in this incredible act of grace from God. And, and the Holy Spirit... Um, he is this incredible person in our lives. His, his spirit intertwines with ours. And we become more than just ourselves, but we actually have God living inside of us. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit does some amazing things in our lives. One of the things that He does, though, is that He is our helper. And uh, you might remember the very first uh, message in this series, Pastor Steve spoke on the Holy Spirit is our helper. So I'd encourage you, if you missed that, to catch up online. But what do we need help with? What do we need help with? Well, you know, Jesus actually asked us to do and wants us to do several things. 
You know, the primary thing being that he gave us a great commission. He said every single, every single follower of Jesus has a great commission, and that is to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. That's what Jesus told us to do. And we need help doing that, don't we? Jesus said um, the two most important things for us is to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We need help doing that, don't we? We definitely need help doing that. You know, another thing that Jesus wants us to do is um, demonstrated in John chapter 17, where, where he is just about to go to the cross and die for us. He is in prayer, and he's in this kind of intense, passionate prayer, and the deepest kind of longing of his heart is revealed. And do you know what that is? It's for his future believers to be united. That's his deepest, deepest, most biggest desire is for the followers that are to come, including us here today, that we would be united. He says, just as the Father and I are one, he wants us to be one as well. And we need help doing that too, don't we? <laughs> and the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, is here to help us with those things and many more. Uh, you know what? All through the, the um, New Testament, whenever uh, spiritual gifts are mentioned, they are in a particular context. Because you see, <laughs> I liken this to, uh, uh, excuse me if you're not a cricket fan, just for a moment. Hopefully you can get on the same page. Um, if you're from America, maybe it works baseball or something like that. But cricket season is about to start, and so the, the story will make sense, hopefully. But you would never see a coach of a cricket team tell a batter to go out and score runs and not give them a bat to do so. <laughs> a batter is not expected to score runs without a bat. God will never ask us to do something that he won't also equip us to do. Hey? That's the amazing thing about God. No matter how big the thing that he wants us to do, no matter how crazy it might seem to us at first, we can rely on the fact that he will equip us to do what he asks us to do. And so all through the New Testament, when uh, it's talking about spiritual gifts, it's in the context of unifying God's people. So if we look at Romans chapter 12, or 1 Corinthians chapter 12, or Ephesians 4, or any other significant discussion on spiritual gifts in the New Testament, which you can check out every single time of any significance, it's in the context of enhancing and unifying God's people, bringing us together in the, in the desire that Jesus so desperately wanted us to be one. That's what spiritual gifts are for. So that's what we're talking about this morning. And maybe to cover off just a few key points before we invite our people up, the first thing to understand is that every believer has a spiritual gift. Every believer in Jesus. Because, as I said, we believe that when we invite Jesus into our hearts, His Holy Spirit enters into us, and with that comes a spiritual gift, or more than one spiritual gift. So every follower of Jesus is equipped to do what He wants us to do. Okay, the second thing is that spiritual gifts, as I said, are primarily, their primary purpose is to bring unity amongst God's people. Okay? 
The third thing, spiritual gifts are different from natural talents. They're different from maybe personality traits, or they're different from even fruits of the Spirit or other things that we read about in the New Testament. But all these things can work beautifully together if we understand them. They don't contradict each other. They can work perfectly and beautifully together in the way that God has shaped us and made us. And the fourth thing to understand is uh, that the Holy Spirit will gift us for seasons. And sometimes those seasons can be lifelong. Sometimes those seasons can be very short for a very specific purpose. But God, again, will equip us for what he wants us to do. And that might be temporary or it might be long term. So with that basic, fundamental, kind of foundational, quite kind of, you know, small kind of understanding, uh, we're going to invite our people up now. So I invite you to come up. Can we welcome these guys as they come up and share with us? Thank you. And as I said, we're going to have a conversation about what this looks like in everyday, ordinary, not that you guys are ordinary, you guys are awesome, but in in life. So uh, I would like us to start by perhaps going down the line here, same with Natalie, and um, if you could share with us, with me, uh, what your primary spiritual gifts are that you know, and um, and explain us what that actually means, what, what does that entail, that'd be great. So the, the gifts that are most active in my life at the moment would be tongues, uh, words of knowledge, and words of wisdom. Steve covered off on tongues beautifully the other yeah. week. It boils down to a prayer language, um, and that can be active when I'm sitting in the pews there or when I'm praying at home. For me, words of knowledge are pictures or phrases that kind of drop into my mind, usually when I'm in um, a prayer setting with others, and they provide clarity or new or additional information to what we're talking about or praying about. Words of wisdom is very similar, words, phrases, pictures that drop into my brain, but they usually give us a, uh, a where to go next. Is this the right thing to do? Is this the, the next logical step? Or, whoa, no, you guys are going way too fast. Slow down. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you. Sam. That's good. Um, so my primary gifts are wisdom, discernment, and faith. And wisdom and discernment can be seen in the ability to assess reality and then that intuition and make decisions and action. And faith is one that helps bring joy and peace and guides decision-making, but also enables, yeah, those decisions to be made in a sense of, yeah, well, God's got this and let's go for it. So very action-orientated. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Marianne. It's about 40 years since I started to learn about spiritual gifts. And over the years, they've changed somewhat, Mm -hmm. sometimes in the order of importance and sometimes a different gift altogether, depending on the situation that I'm in. So currently, my primary gifts are encouragement, prayer and helps um, or acts of service. And so for encouragement, it could be anything from a smile to somebody crossing the street. It could be drawing alongside and just encouraging them in their walk or sitting with them in a, like a counselling situation and let them pour their, ha- their hearts out. So I see it as being with somebody. With prayer, 
over the years I've experienced um, great uh, prayers of healing and I uh, like to be able to sow back into our congregation through that. So I'm part of the prayer team and uh, we take that very seriously. And the last one, as I said, is helps. And that can be anything practical, but it could also be enabling others to do something that I can't do. Uh, for example, uh, when uh, people have been on the mercy ship or our friends in, in India, we support them with some money to be able to do stuff that we physically can't do. Or it's drawing alongside somebody and just being able to help them do something on a computer or be with them. The strange thing, or it's not really strange, the three of those gifts I often find are intertwined. Mm. Mm. Yeah, awesome. Um, Well, we might um, stay with you, Marianne, and maybe um, for those of us who um, maybe aren't so sure about what our spiritual gifts might be or um, haven't um, kind of done that kind of work before... Um, for you, how did you discover what your gifts were and, and how did that come about? Um, in my Christian life, I have belonged to three churches. In the very church, um, my very first church, the, we had a lovely guy there who, after we'd been attending church for a year or so, he came up and he said to me, you've been um, attending quite a lot here. Now isn't it time you gave something back? Uh, yes. And so then as part of that, we did a course, and I can't remember the name of it now, but it helped us to identify what our strengths were or what our gifts were to be able to know where we were going to serve. And then, of course, we've done Shape with Wayne. And when I was in uh, Christian work, as I changed positions, we would often do another course like Shape to find out what our... Um, strengths were going to be in our leadership roles. Great. So a combination of um, um, structured material, like a course or something, and some help, helpful tools, but also experience, and and even it sounds like other people speaking into your life as well. And yeah, definitely. And a combination of, of those things. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, for you, Sam? How did you discover? Yeah. So for me, uh, it would have been around the age of eighteen. I don't know, most of you think I'm probably still 18. (laughs) Um, But it was a friend uh, that I lived with and he sort of called it out and said, hey, I think you might have the gift of discernment. So that was new and something different that I hadn't considered before. So that started the journey, I guess, of Mm. discovering more about some of the things that God had placed on my life and my heart and the gifts that he'd given me and to start to develop that. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Natalie, do you have a similar story or a bit different? Uh, It's probably a combination of the two. It's about the same age as Sam, um, about 18, when Steve was youth leader. We did Shape with Wayne. Um, But for me, it was also very practical that I was with uh, a small group of people who met every week to pray. And through that, we actually explored different spiritual gifts and would take turns at trying different spiritual gifts more or less on going, well, this week I think I would like to try discernment um, or I would like to be the person who gives the words of knowledge and we kind of explored until we found the one that we went, oh, that's the one I've got. That's fit comfortably. Yeah, 
Yeah. So for you, Natalie, how how does this play out in your life? Like, how do you actually? What does it look like practically um, using these gifts and having these gifts? So practically, it still works out in in prayer group. Um, I still have a group of people I meet with on a weekly basis, and we pray, and it still works fairly similarly. We sit in a group and we talk and we pray and words of wisdom appear or words of knowledge appear and the others in our group use their gifts of discernment and leadership um, to add into to that space. So that still works that way. But it's also a lot in my day job. Um, I work at a school. I have a very busy job and there's a phone always attached to my hip and it can go off at any point during the day and I can be requested to be in a classroom anywhere from kinder to 12 as soon as possible, which often leads to Mrs. Pollis running in high heels from one end of the school to the other. See, I can see some people nodding. They've seen me do it. But I've developed the practice of, as I go, clearing my mind and going, can I have some knowledge, please? Can I have some wisdom, please? So that when I walk into that classroom and I see what's going on, I'm not doing it in my own strength or just with what my own eyes can see. And because he is good and because he is gracious, that's usually what happens. I see something or I am I notice um, a particular piece of equipment or I have a piece of information pop into my brain that helps me to work in that situation. That's a fairly daily occurrence. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. What about you, Marianne? How do, how do your gifts kind of play out from day to day? I think a lot of the time it's situational, depending where you are and what group of people you're with. Currently I'm doing um, some group work, and so it, for the uh, encouragement, it's often picking up when somebody in the group isn't tracking so well and then being able to draw alongside them, mm-hmm. spend some time with them, pray with them, and then work out how we help that person go forward a lot. But it is a lot of situational um, stuff. Prayer comes through on the prayer team or other people that I know need prayer. Um, got a great big long prayer list that I pray through every day. So, uh, yeah, situational more than anything, Ben. Yeah. Sam, when it comes to um, developing our gifts, is that a worthwhile endeavour or um, oh, do we just get gifted with things that we're just like perfect at and there's no point kind of improving them because we're perfect? Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, there's no point trying to improve it. It's, it's already perfect. No, uh, well, it is perfect in the sense that what God gives is perfect. There's no blemish on mm. his gifts. Um, they're always good. Um, but similar to Natalie in the sense that with wisdom and faith, they work together. Um, and the wisdom side says, uh, you're not very wise, you need to ask for this every day. So in, in James, uh, it's like, if anyone lacks wisdom, so straight up that should be, you know, everyone's hand going up because we all lack wisdom, we're not as wise as God. Uh, so if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask and ask in faith that you would receive what you're asking for, not someone that's, you know, swayed from side to side. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's that continual development is every day I'm asking for wisdom. It's like my daily bread is asking for the wisdom Mm -hmm. that God 
wants to give to me that day. So it's, it is a spiritual gift, but it's also a daily gift that he gives, just like his grace and his mercy. So I think with development of gifts, as soon as you decide, hey, I want to live for Jesus uh, 100%, then his spirit is living in us and working in us and making us more like him. And part of that is to encourage each other to build us up in the faith. And so to develop that is something that is to benefit his kingdom. And to, um, I guess in Matthew 25, it, it talks about that. Um, Jesus tells a quick parable on three servants that are each given talents. Um, and he, the, serv- the master comes back uh, to say, hey, how did you guys go? And a couple of the guys did pretty good. They, they uh, made a good return. But one of them says, oh, I dug a hole, buried it, but here it is. And I think that's a good example of someone that didn't develop the gift that he was given or the money that he was given is you can lay it aside, you can put it in a drawer, it might be a bit hard, um, there might be a bit of fear of failure, but if you develop the gift, um, then you can come back um, at that point of time and say, here, this is what I did with the things you gave me. Um, and it's not going to be, you know, depart from me, you wicked servant, it's going to be well done good and faithful servant yeah. and that's that's kind of the importance of developing those yeah. gifts absolutely that's awesome um so i'm interested to hear from each of you before we kind of wrap up this um part is to um how you've seen your gifts benefit others we've talked about how you know spiritual gifts are given to us to um, unify each other and bring each other together and really empower each other and um, but maybe an example of um, where you've seen that really encourage someone or, or build others up. Uh, maybe we start with Natalie. There have been several times where the gift of knowledge has proven to another person that God is real, God does care for them, and God knows them far more intimately because the piece of information that I've had in a conversation. I couldn't know. Natalie Polis doesn't know that about Ben or about Amory or about Wayne. But it popped into my head. Um, and in one particular was a, a, a person who came and was, was asking for prayer. And I just had this, this thing of, oh, his back's injured. And his back's injured at this really, really specific point. And I went, okay. And I said it. And this gentleman just froze. And he said, how do you know that? And I said, because God knows that and he wants to know you to know. Um, and he said, it's a piece of information only my doctor knows and I know. So for me, I've seen that moment of encouragement in the body of Christ to, to know that he is real and he knows every part of you. That's awesome. Absolutely. Emery. Mary Ann. Emery, Mary Ann. That's okay. <laughs> Emery's there. Mary Ann's there. I think it's really important to be open to being used. And uh, I know of, of times when I've not used my gift, then it's sort of become a bit shallow. But it, so it's about being available, putting yourself out there. Um, I had a friend who was overseas on missions and God woke me up at 2 o'clock one morning to pray for this person. I had no, re- no reason to, but I just prayed obediently. 
And then a couple of weeks later, I found that that person was going under persecution at the time. So I think God can direct and lead our gifts to be used when he wants them to be used. Yeah. And we need to be intentional about using them. Otherwise, we could lose them. Yeah. And I think there's also times when God can give us a gift for a one-off situation. And we might never be able to use that again. So... For me, it's about being available to the people. It's about picking up on things that are going on, noticing, and that's part of the service one, uh, picking up what's going on and um, actively doing something about it. Awesome. Well done. And Sam, for you. Yeah, so I run a business. So I use uh, wisdom, discernment and faith to run my business. And that can often look like decisions that are made that, don't seem natural or practical, but that God has led me to that decision to make. Um, but also to a big part of uh, my life has been investing in others and seeing other people grow and sharing my faith to strengthen their faith. But also faith that I am who I am and I love God, he loves me. And so if I'm meeting with someone, they're going to know that too. So I think that faith to share my faith and to hopefully encourage other people to think about who, who this God is and, and what has Jesus done for me um, and how can I experience that. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, um, I don't know about you guys, um, but I personally have certainly felt the benefit of all three of you and um, your participation and active uh, use of your gifts over the years that I've known you. Um, and I'm sure many people uh, here would attest to that as well. But uh, for this morning, thank you so much for sharing with us. And, um, yeah, we look forward to seeing how God's going to use you in the future as well. Can we thank these guys? Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I, you know, as we wrap up here this morning, I, I, I really believe there are people that are in three kind of camps. Whether you're here in person or you're joining us online, you're probably in one of these three groups. The first group of people, you, you are aware of your spiritual gifts at the moment and you're actively kind of using these and contributing to the body of Christ, uh, the church, the, God's family, using these gifts. And can I just say, well done, thank you. We all appreciate you for what you do and for who you are and that you're a part of our family here. Um, can I give you a next step though? Um, and that is that, um, we would love to know what your spiritual gifts are um, because it's helpful for each other to know what we are gifted with. Um, and uh, so uh, one step as I was preparing for this week's topic, um, it kind of occurred to me, well, maybe we can um, use what we already have as a church and, um, and actually learn what our spiritual gifts are as a congregation, as a community. Uh, so if you're willing, you can scan the QR code in front of you or on the screen, and uh, there's a button there that will give you an opportunity to share what your gifts are with us as a church. Um, and we'll be able to add that just to the database of information that we have. And whenever we need a, an army of wisdom warriors, we'll be able to look up who has the spiritual gift of wisdom, and we'll be able to contact you and say, hey, can, can we rely on you for this particular decision that we have to make or whatever? Or if whenever we need a whole heap of prayers or a whole heap of encouragers or a whole heap of um, 
healers or whatever it is, we'll, be, we'll actually be able to know who in our congregation has those gifts. And so that could be a really powerful tool for us as a, as a family, as a church family, to have that knowledge. So I'd encourage you, if you're willing and you're keen to be involved, then scan that code and, and let us know. The second group of people here this morning, um, you, are pro- you are a follower of Jesus, but maybe you've never really looked that deeply into spiritual gifts. Maybe you've never um, kind of thought about it too much. Um, but maybe this morning, it, this morning has prompted you to think about it a bit more. And, and hopefully that's the case. Um, and hopefully we've, um, it, we've put some inspiration into you to find out for yourself what your gifts are that the Holy Spirit has gifted you with. Um, and maybe some opportunities where you can contribute those gifts in a meaningful way and be connected. You know, it occurred to me, again, as I was preparing for this morning, that if the spiritual gifts are primarily for unifying God's people, if we aren't active in those spiritual gifts, if we don't know what they are in our lives, we will probably tend to feel quite disconnected from other believers. We will prob- that will probably lead to a, a sense of disconnection with God's church, with God's family, eventually, because we aren't using the tools that he has given us to be unified and to be connected together. So I'd encourage you, if you have a sense that you're a bit disconnected, that you're finding it hard to connect with God's people, whether that's here at Dorofope or in other churches or anywhere, can I challenge you to investigate what are your spiritual gifts and where can you contribute those? Because they are for bringing us together. They're the glue that holds us together. You know? And so I'd encourage you to take that seriously. Check it out. Investigate it. We've got a course, as Marianne mentioned, called Shape. And uh, Shape helps us. It's a tool to help us discover what our spiritual gifts are, but also a lot deeper and broader than that in that it helps us discover our unique shape and our unique contribution that we have to offer our church, our broader community in the world, in our lives. And uh, we run this um, most years, and we plan to run this in the early part of next year. And again, if that sounds like it'd be helpful to you, um, then I'd encourage you to jump on our website in the courses section or scan the QR code in front of you. There's a, another link there to take you to the SHAPE course and, and put your name down to register your interest. Um, and then when it comes around to setting up the course, we'll give you a call and, and, um, and you can join in with that. That'd be really good. And there's a third group of people here this morning, I'm sure. There always are. That perhaps you haven't even invited Jesus into your life. Perhaps you don't actually know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe what we've been talking about this morning <laughs> makes no sense at all. Uh, and, you know, that's okay. You are welcome here absolutely anytime, and we love having you here. And you know what? We, we would love to give you an opportunity to explore that further. Um, we, we don't want to put pour heaps of pressure on you or make it scary for you, but if you're interested to take that further and find out a bit more, we'd love to have a chat. And uh, there'll be people here after the service. Um, you can come and speak to me or some of our elders or ministry team just down the front, and we'd love to point you in the right direction as to what to do next. Um, or else we've got a fantastic course called the Alpha Course, which again, be starting up again next year. You'll be able to register your interest in that. That explores the foundational, fundamental parts of our faith, and will um, allow you to ask any question um, and and seek some answers. So, again, if that interests you, then um, let us know. But before we continue with our service, 
Why don't we stand and will you join me as we pray? Lord Jesus, we just come before you and we are just so grateful. We're so incredibly grateful and thankful for who you are. We're so incredibly grateful for what you've done. We're so incredibly grateful for what you continue to do in our lives. That your Holy Spirit is in us and active in us. Your Spirit enmeshes, entwines with ours. And it is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. We thank you that you will never ask us to do something that you won't also equip us to do. Lord, we thank you this morning for the the inspiration and perhaps the challenge to seek out what it is that you have equipped us with and what it is you have equipped us to do. And Lord, we just want to grow closer and to be more like you. And Lord, we pray that this morning as we walk out of here, we'll be one step closer to being more like Jesus. Pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.